0: I find, I mean, even though we're a paid media company and people pay us to spend money on platforms like Meta and get conversions and acquire customers, you know, it's probably the last thing that people should be doing if they're starting
1: to either grow or scale online. You're listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast, conversations with industry leaders on new trends and products that can grow your business. Today, host Jordan Roger smith is joined once again by Ralph Burns, digital marketing expert, founder and CEO of Tier 11, and host of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. When last we sat down with Ralph, he shared the ins and outs of building his business on Meta. Now, Jordan and Ralph will discuss short-form videos, how they can revitalize an ad campaign and create a more personal relationship with customers. I am your host, Jordan
2: Roger smith And if you want to learn from industry leaders about new trends and products that can grow your business... Then this is the podcast for you. Today I'm joined by a returning guest, you know, Ralph Burns, digital marketing expert, founder and CEO of Tier 11, as well as the host of the Perpetual Traffic podcast joins us again from our previous episode where he talked about growing his business on Meta solely. Ralph, it's great to have you back, but for folks that haven't listened to the previous episode or heard your intro before, tell us a bit about yourself and sort of your journey to how you got here today.
0: Yeah, awesome to be back here. And yeah, you guys are doing a great job with this show. (laughs) And good to see you again, Jordan. I started as so many of the, one of the dirty little secrets of a lot of agency owners is that they all start off as search engine optimization specialists. It was kind of easy to do 10, 15 years ago, sort of depending on the age. But in 2013, we had sort of an SEO based and pay-per-click based agency. And in 2013, we pivoted almost exclusively to Facebook just because at that point, it wasn't even Instagram. But having come from the corporate world, being fired twice in the corporate world, I realized that I had to start my own business. I failed in a couple of different businesses and then eventually hit it on this. And at that point in time in 2013 was right around the time that you all put ads in the newsfeed and I was an affiliate back when there was like right-hand rail ads in 2011 and 2010-ish. And when ads went in the newsfeed and the targeting changed, I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely amazing. And still is to this day. Like People forget they're so spoiled, Jordan, like they're like, oh, Meta took away some of the targeting. Well, it's still like the best in the world and the algorithm is even more powerful today than it ever was. So probably for four or five or six years, we really just focused on meta direct response advertising and Facebook primarily got Instagram kind of involved. And then two, three, four years ago, we realized, well, our customers are needing more than just one thing. And so we started to do more other networks, other ad platforms. So we do pretty much every platform, but we typically will start with meta just because it's the place to be you know, if you add up all the monthly active users, it's like half the planet is on the thing. So it's like, why wouldn't you go there? The targeting is still awesome. So when we look at video today, we still look at it as more of a long form context, but then all we do is we edit it and shorten it for the, just the juiciest parts of each one of those three components. And there's lots of formulas, which we can talk about, but I mean, that at the essence of it is kind of what we tell people to do. It's like, hook it in somehow, give them a reason to stop the scroll. You got to figure everyone's just thumbing away on their newsfeed, right? And Instagram, Facebook, no matter where it is. And you have to be able to capture their attention. So that hook, that first sort of stage is something that we started doing back in 2013. All we've done now is just expanded it out to different formats and then compress it down or specifically make videos and have creators that we use within tier 11 that actually create those types of formats for us. But a lot of it is just the same principles that apply to long form video still apply to short form video. It's just compressed in a shorter time span and it's worked out really well. And if you have a balance of both, I think that's the ideal thing because some people want short, some people want long. I mean, the trend is definitely towards short,
2: but don't forget about all the other stuff too. So a very basic question here for those out there who may not have done that much video, but when does a short video become a long video? When is a long video or short video? Like, are there rules around what is short, what is long? And sort of when you're thinking about video and people coming to it for the first time, Or oh, well, do I go short? Do I go long? Like, how do I choose? Like, how do you think about, you know, that very initial step of even just understanding the difference in these two formats and when you should even think about using one for one or the other?
0: I find, I mean, even though we're a paid media company and people pay us to spend money on platforms like Meta and get conversions and acquire customers, you know, it's probably the last thing that people should be doing if they're starting to either grow or scale online. But like from our perspective, we say in most cases, when we do an analysis of an ad account or an analysis of a customer, it's like, what are they doing organically What are they actually producing on their pages, on their Facebook page, on their Instagram, and that's resonating right now with their audiences? What's getting engagement without any paid media behind it? And then that is at least directional in our initial research phase to say, okay, this is a message that resonates with an audience that is directly related back to the product. And that's got to be the next part of it. That is directly related back to the product. Now, a lot of businesses will populate their Facebook and their Instagram pages with just like quotes and things like that and have nothing really to do with the product. That's fine too, but you have to really look deep. In fact, probably the the video that we used probably the most, I think we spent the most money on it. It's got to be tens of millions of dollars was something that we found on another channel that just had a lot of engagement and it had those three components, a great hook, a great middle, and a great call to action at the end. And all we did is we brought that over to paid because it was getting good organic anyway and boom it blew up. And then now we took that and we just chopped it down into 30 to 60 second increments with lots of different variations, you know, testing that front end hook, testing the middle, and then testing sort of the last end like what's what iteration of the call to action works best. And so we're taking the learnings from the organic side which doesn't involve paying. You can certainly boost if you don't have a whole lot, but throwing content that's out there that works the best and then figuring out, okay, how should I iterate on that? Then I maybe should create ads around that because it's leading to conversions. That's the steps that we typically will take. So most of our paid ads actually come from ads and content that are not paid but it's done ahead of time in the research phase, which we call creative lab deep dive research, which isn't like the sexy part. Cause that's when you're like doing all the analysis, you're figuring out who your avatar is, who your messaging is, what's working on their page, what's working on their Instagram, all these other sorts of things, all their other social channels. And then you're boiling that down into avatars and messaging that then become the basis for what can be really good long form videos, as well as
2: ideally having both together with short form as well. So you mentioned some of the formulas already, and one of them was the pitch demo. Some of these have amazing names like the Trojan horse formula or the love sandwich formula. What actually do you find are the most effective types of formulas? Cause there are very different types of formulas probably for different objectives. And so what have you seen actually be the most successful? And if you could just share a little bit about some of the different formulas and the ways you've seen them be used in creative ways that have been really effective.
0: Yeah, I think each one of them, and we can probably leave a link in the show notes to the download because it depends on what your business is. I always sort of think the bigger the ask, the more convincing someone needs, the more consumption of content, the more, the longer the video probably needs to be, or the multiple short videos somebody needs to consume in order to make that ultimate buying decision. So whether it's seven touch points or Some other platforms say it's 500 touch points. I don't know how many touch points it is. I know it's more than one. When we put together a video, we typically will go after the 1% that might actually buy on a first touch. So if we can get that going, that's pretty good. But we're considering that in most cases, people won't always convert on just that one video. So, But what we will do is we will take the audiences and these are audiences that are inside meta, inside the ads platform based upon video engagement. And if somebody watches 25%, 50%, 75%, you know, I mean, there's the three to 15 second range too, but we typically will start with 25% because that at least shows if a three minute video, that means I'm watching, I don't know, 45 seconds or so. That means I'm kind of engaged. But the formulas that we tend to use depend on what the ask is. One of the ones that I think is probably the best one. I think the one that we've used the most, we used to call it the three-step video ad formula, but now we call it the teach and pitch video. And the teach and pitch video is really is, and you can do this in a short form, lends itself extremely well to short form because it's really, it's three sections. You hook them in with some kind of product or branding almost initially right off the bat and That first three to six seconds is super, super important. And like I said, we can actually have this as a download if you guys would like. So yeah, so the teach and pitch video is really simple. So it's some kind of motion with some branding to start. And typically in the case that we have for this particular video, it's branding that sort of swoops in, has some kind of question that typically as, you know, do you know how to scramble eggs without them sticking to the pan. This video got like tens of millions of views and it used this very simple formula. And then on comes the spokesperson and he says, Hey, this is Chris and I'm from this company and we have recipes from all around the world. Let me show you this way in which we found the best way to scramble eggs. And so he shows exactly how to scramble eggs without the eggs sticking to the pan, getting them like super light and fluffy. And... In essence, it's spoiler alert, Jordan, he just uses olive oil. And believe it or not, for breakfast this morning, I had scrambled eggs with olive oil, and the pan is sitting upstairs with like no scrambly egg on it. And then at the end, so it kind of shows exactly what he does. And this is a minute and a half, two minute video, maybe three minutes in some cases. And then at the end, is the pitch is like hey, if you'd like recipes like this that have an international flavor, just click the link in and around this video and subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to our magazine for one dollar and there's your pitch at the end. So we know if somebody watches that all the way through or watches fifty percent or seventy five percent I think about seventy five percent is where the pitch is we know we can probably retarget them with ads that are just a pitch right to the offer. They've already seen the offer. Maybe if they've watched 25%, maybe we show them another teach and pitch video about how to use these seven different spices and how those spices can spice up any like weekday meal. Or we'll show them something on a specific type of knife that they use in order to cut onions and cut tomatoes, you know, and like you have a knife, you can't cut through a tomato unless it's like a Ginsu knife. Like, and he shows you how to do it. It's the same formula. So stop the scroll with some kind of hook. This is not earth shattering stuff, like how to cut a tomato correctly. Like the first time, like with one slice. I don't know. I've never been able to do it. So I've never been able to do it, but at the end of the day, like we're not splitting the atom here, but the point is, is he'll show you exactly how to do it. And oh, by the way, if you want this knife, click here. So then it gets them in and actually, or you know, it shows them how to use a recipe that is then related back to the subscription service or something like that. So we have a lot of different front end videos that bring some brand awareness, have some consideration, but ultimately do have a call to action that goes to an actual conversion. So With a formula like that, it's pretty easy to do. You just do need something. Like, what does my audience want? And I think we actually found that on their page. They had a video of how to scramble eggs, and it was like their most popular video. And they had never boosted it, and they had never done anything. Got them back in the studio, redid it, and there it was. Tens of millions of dollars in spend.
2: Nice. And a life lesson as well about how to scramble eggs without them sticking. I've still not been able to figure it out. So olive oil, I'm going to give that a try next time. But you mentioned at the end, there's something important, which is the call to action. And everyone is used to having the call to actions on ads and videos currently. Is there any different when it comes to short form video on how to approach call to actions when you should use them, when you shouldn't use them? Yeah. What have you found has worked best?
0: I think it depends on what your motive is. So for organic videos, in most cases, we do not have a call to action it's more along the lines the call to action is for more videos like this like subscribe or comment you know on this channel that way you're just building up more and more goodwill so i think having a combination of non-call to action with some call to action i think is effective you know in the case of some of the shorter form videos that we have we'll do both we'll do, hey, just subscribe to this channel or stick around for more videos like this one that are helpful and useful for X. But I would say, because we're a conversion-based company, a lot of our businesses that we serve are like, I need the conversion. So in an ideal world, we would do a little bit more awareness, consideration, and then action as far as like different types of videos. But what we end up doing is we end up going for the conversion at the end And then using that as our primary means for customer acquisition. My sense is that the best way to do it is to have a combination of the two. And, you know, we go in and we do an analysis for any one of our customer accounts at Meta. They always say, you guys are so heavily weighted on conversion objective ads. And here's what the rest of the world is actually doing. It's like 50% awareness and consideration. So we're shifting that over, but it's a mindset shift for some of our customers. If I spend a dollar, I don't want to spend it on awareness. I want a conversion. Well, sometimes that can backfire because you're dealing with a conversion-based objective, which has a higher CPM. It's more expensive, more competitive. Facebook knows you're going out there to buy or to sell something. So if you can combine the two of them together, I think the ideal is to have 50-50, really. Some that are just like, share, subscribe, comment. You need somebody to do all that for you. Or the other side is do the same video with a call to action, blend them together, and then take both our audiences that you've caught with the engagement and then retarget them to conversion ads. And that's typically a much smaller and much more effective higher return on ad spend
2: ad performance. For people that aren't currently using sort of short form video much at the moment or you know, have really thought about storytelling through video through your type of formulaic way, Like, what advice do you have for them for how to get started or how to sort of start taking those first steps on that road to leveraging short form video and doing it in a much more structured way than they may have done it before, which may have just been shooting the camera, very organic, very unedited, but also maybe quite muddled in the message that it was trying to land.
0: Yeah, I think people are always sort of looking for an easy button for this kind of stuff. And I think that there's two things that I see as problems is that people are like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do or I'm camera shy. I don't want to be the creator. Well, you can hire creators. You can have creators and I know you all have some resources for that. But at the very least, the formula that we use is really not dissimilar from the teach and pitch video in a lot of ways, but it's really it's three steps. It's you got a hook or a problem that you state within the first three to six seconds to capture the audience. Then there's some kind of empathy that goes along with that. And then there's a resolution. And then the call to action is optional. So the call to action might be fourth step there if you do want to do that, but, or it's just a... You know, like, share, subscribe, depending on what you're doing. And like I said, I think a 50-50 mix is about right when it comes to these sorts of things. And make sure that your call to action is something very, very specific so they know exactly where to go. Point is, is that most short form videos have that kind of formula. So for example, like one of the ones that is in the resource that we can share with everybody, that's tier11.com forward slash meta and get this as a download for them because it's got the eight sort of video formulas in there. And I think it'd be really helpful for folks to sort of get a visualization as to what we're talking about. So that's tier11.com forward slash meta. But all of them in some way, shape, or form, start off with a hook or a problem. And this is all about what the video is going to be about. It's usually some kind of hooky type of question in most cases. And everybody has their own, you know, way of doing this. I just think like Take the biggest problem that your customer has, that you know your product or service solves in one way, shape, or form, or addresses in one way, shape, or form, and start there. Did you know that X, whatever that problem is, or are you struggling with X? You know, Have you ever noticed that people with X problem do X? So, for example, one of the short form videos that's actually in the template that we're giving away is for a product that enhances blood flow. Do you have problems with blood flow? Do you have blood flow problems? You know, you know how some people, when they have these sorts of issues, they do X. So, it's some kind of hook to start, some kind of provocative question you can think of a million different ways in which to sort of position your product. And that's a good way to start. So talk about the problem. I think on the meta platforms, you got to be a little bit careful on the health and fitness side and the health and wellness side, as far as like what your claims are. But The point is, is you're talking about the big problem, which leads into, well, then there's a little bit of empathy that goes along there. Many people have struggled with that in the past and what they have found is X. And then you start to provide the solution. And then the solution in that case as a blood flow enhancer. It's actually sort of a, you know, taken from beets and like a bunch of like organic nutrients that actually lowers blood pressure, and enhances blood flow, especially for people who have had some cardiac issues in the past. So, we have to walk that fine line, but then we show why or show how it works. So, real quick education piece to it, and this is the reason why. And then quick call to action at the end, which is click the link in and around your video to get like a free sample of X. So like that can all be done under 30 to 60 seconds. So creator content, somebody specifically who has used it, you can also pair that up with UGC content in the middle that talks about the resolution and that middle step without showing the graphs and the way in which it actually works and how the you know blood sort of flows. The why and the how of what the claim is and how that resolution is going to be determined. And then always have that call to action at the end. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. But I think if you start off with that, like it's just a hook, think about that problem or a solution, dangle that out there, a little bit of empathy, and then go into the resolution solution. And then optional at the end is your call to action. And in most cases, in a lot of cases, in a lot of our short form videos, we have no call to action at all. So there is that, which just gets them to click over and like, wow, that was really educational. I think I'll find more videos over here. And that's how you can really shorten things up,
2: 30, 60 seconds at the most. You've touched on that about, you know, once you have that sort of structure in mind, there's many different actual ways to gather the creative itself, whether you shoot it yourself, whether you use a creator, whether you get UGC. And then, actually, how you do that, whether you do it on your iPhone or you've, you have a professional shoot around it, you know there's many different ways of actually gathering all of this together, like what have you found to be the most effective way of producing these videos once you have the structure in mind for someone who may be coming out of this for the first time and wanting to do it in the most cost effective way as possible and What advice would you give them on how to start with that?
0: Yeah, the beauty of this is that so much of it is just so organic. You don't need to hire an expensive video team to do it. And we have a video shoot for Tier 11 this afternoon. So I have a producer and my VP of marketing, but you don't need that. I could probably do it on my own, literally with my phone in my hand. I will say the one thing that I have learned is just cup your hand on the bottom of your iPhone or your Pixel like that does help with the audio, but literally that's it. Now I have a DJ like wireless Bluetooth mic that I put under my shirt and then I plug it into the phone. And, you know, cause like we're an agency. So we've got like other stuff. I have a DSLR. Like we've got a whole setup, but if my social team says, Hey, I need you to shoot a bunch of videos on our strategic growth plans. Like literally I'll be at my desk. I'll, point the phone at me. I won't even do a screen share, Jordan. I'll just point the phone like at my laptop to show like, Hey, this is the thing that we did. A lot of businesses really struggle with this because they have no idea what next steps, what they need is this. And then I'll show them boom, 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 maybe three points. And then a call to action at the end of this video was helpful and useful, like comment, share, or no call to action. Or if you know, we're doing those call to action ones. I'm like, hey, click the link in and around this video or go to our links page and schedule a call. Like, super simple. Like, people get so caught up in the production of it. And if you see what's really going on in all the spaces, you need to sort of blend in to stand out. And I think that's a really important thing with short form videos you have to blend in. And blending in means not a very high production value. We will do some text overlays. We will do some stuff through a service that we use, which is called CapCut. I know Meta has a ton of partners that do all that sort of stuff for you. They add music and they do all these sorts of things. Like that's secondary. That's nice. We do it because we're an agency, but we also do it because it does reiterate that message. And we have to sort of assume that people are watching without the sound on. So I think that stuff is kind of secondary, but CapCut is a very good resource or you just have like a really cool video team. Like we have three guys right now that basically do videos for us that do production for it. But that's probably overkill, but we produce a lot of stuff because we realize at the top of the funnel, like that's really where we're gaining our consideration and our awareness of who and what we do. But for the average business, just literally your phone and your hand and that three-step formula and just like get it out there and be helpful and useful at all times and talk to your avatar and what it is about your product or service that solves their problem that ends up achieving some kind of desire. And if your product is doing that, you should be in business you know, you should probably have a pretty good business. You solve some sort of problem to help your customer to achieve a desire. Chances are you have a thriving business. All you need to do is just show them. And the short form video stuff is not even paid. Just start not paid and then boost it afterwards. And man, it's just a formula for success. But I think that's the thing that people get stopped on is that they're just afraid to do it and put themselves out there. Yeah, and don't seek perfection, I
2: suppose. Cheryl <laughs> Sandberg, I think, said it. What did she say? Done is better than perfect. That's still one of our favorite expressions. Perfection is the enemy of the good being another one. You know, there's yeah, but done is better than perfect is definitely something that is very meta-driven in a sense. And so I just wanted to very briefly ask about audio there. Like, so obviously you mentioned audio. Like audio is a very key part of short form video and it feeling organic and you don't know if someone's going to be sound on or sound off. But when you're thinking about these formulas, like how does audio play into that? And whether it's a really key part of feeling like you're fitting into the medium or whether it's the messaging and the actual formula itself is more important. Like what have you found when it comes to the importance that you place on the actual audio aspect of the ads that you create? I don't think it's something to get caught up
0: on. I've seen ads that have no audio and just show and just have a sound bed, like a soundtrack as a bed behind it, be very, very effective in short form audio. And then there might be, Text overlay that's done. Like I said, CapCut is one of those services that we tend to like because it does it and you have lots of choices as far as music goes. Like the format itself, if you just scroll through your stories and your reels and you figure out like what is out there, like you'll see there's lots of stuff. You'll eventually see some sponsored ones, but it's just doing like what are other people doing and then relate it back to your product. Do you necessarily need lots of? lots of audio from a spokesperson or can that spokesperson just kind of show your product like in an unboxing video and then talk about the price and then that's it it's literally like it depends on what your product or service is i don't think there's any one way of which to do it but i think just getting it out there and trying it and doing something and seeing what sticks is the first best step You know, I can think of probably half of the videos that we have that we do through some of our creator content for our customers, probably half of them don't really have much in the way of actual audio from the spokesperson. It's just a sort of revealing of the product or service with cool music that's either stock through the services that we use or through CapCut. And they work almost equally as well, especially if it's a really visual medium. Like in the case of us, we have to explain stuff because it's a service. But if you have a product that's just cool or it's different than the competition or it has something that's really, really distinct, sometimes just showing it visually with B-roll overlaying it is all you need with a bed of cool music or combine that with a spokesperson and just split test and see what works. I don't think there's any one way fits all, but I think the biggest, most important thing is get it out there and have the courage to be able to do it, especially if you're the creator or if you're not comfortable with it, you guys have got plenty of good places to find that. And I know you've done some podcasts with some other companies that do it. We have an internal team that does it, which is great. So a lot of our customers just aren't comfortable being the ones in the spokesperson role, so which is fine.
2: No, Ralph, no, I couldn't agree more. And I do want to give you the last word in a sense. And so if people want to learn more about the formulas that you've been discussing, because we haven't covered all eight and there's definitely more details to dig out. Where can they go? What can they do to learn a bit more about tier 11? How you think about this and really stay up to date on the formulas that you've created today, but also how they evolve and the new things that you think about and and come up with in the future?
0: Yeah, I would say a couple of different places. I mean, I think we've got eight video formulas that we use that we start with long form. I think we tend to start with long form and then cut it down because we figure out sort of what's the big story. And then if there's chunks within that, we can cut it down into a 30, 60 second spot. So all those formulas, like the most popular ones, I would say there's probably two or three in there that we use almost on every tier 11 customer is over at tier 11.com forward slash meta. So it's M E T A. So definitely check that out. I think a good place to, without divulging individual customers, I would say go over to the tier 11 instagram and tier 11 facebook and see what we're doing and that's a great example of just getting stuff out there like i shoot like a hundred videos a week and it's such a backlog (laughs) it's just whatever is that we just get it out there you know we do two or three a day so and then we figure out which ones are resonating and then we turn those into ads that will then boost top of funnel, and we might use them for conversion. But we're a service-based business, so keep that in mind. Ours are a little bit less visual. If you've got a product that you're gonna demo, there is the product demo video is a great video ad formula inside that template that I just mentioned. Use what's most important, but I think it's an example of the tier 11 Facebook and Instagram, we do reels every single day. It's a good example of how to do it quick, and not get caught up and just caught up in yourself to be able to do it. I have more of a face for radio, Jordan, and I'm like the star of those. And somehow it actually works. I'm not really sure why, but it does. And it's a credit to the format more than just the spokesperson. So definitely check that out.
2: No, Ralph, thank you very much. And yeah, I would concur, I too have a face for radio and that's kind of why I got into radio in the first place is I never felt comfortable on TV. But anyway, that is all we have time for today. And so a big thank you, Ralph, for joining us today. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, looking at short form video and how to really leverage a more formulaic approach to drive better and more effective results to your business. All of the resources we've mentioned will be available in today's show notes. And if you want to hear more about creators and going deeper onto how to find creators and work with creators, we have a great episode with Brendan Brown, CEO and co-founder of Grin that you can go back and listen to in our back catalog. So thank you for listening to the Business Innovation and Technology Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get notified whenever a new episode is released and help us share these insights by leaving us a five-star review.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode on how engaging and effective short form videos can be. We wanna thank Ralph Burns for sharing his time and insight with us. You can find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening to the Meta Business Innovation and Technology Podcast.